to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. Well, let's talk healthcare. I know it's a pretty exciting subject that we're all looking forward to discussing. But, you know, if, if you own a small business, it's one of the big components that you look at and say, well, I can't be competitive in the market because I can't offer uh, any type of, of health benefit to my employees. And if you are with a large company, then you look at that and say, healthcare costs continue to rise, rise, rise. And uh, being able to afford this for our employees continues to be a challenge. And so we're having to cut costs elsewhere and we're becoming less less and less competitive because of it. No matter how you look at it, healthcare is an expensive line item in our business. And uh, it is a challenging thing for us to figure out how we can give some sort of benefit to our employees, but to do so effectively and to do so affordably. Well, on today's show, uh, we're going to talk to a gentleman by the name of Shane Foss, who has created a company specifically to help with that. You know, seeing that the trend has been in people going to uh, retail facilities and urgent care uh, to take care of kind of our normal day-to-day things that come up through the course of the year. And so in the creation of this company, they are offering a solution that helps you uh, provide some sort of health benefit to your employees if you don't offer it now, or that uh, actually gives you the opportunity to maybe lower your healthcare costs if you're with a larger company. The other thing, uh, I know much of our audience are in the insurance space. And so if you do not offer health insurance or if uh, as, as a service to your customers, or uh, if, if you are looking for additional options to be able to offer kind of another tool in your tool belt, then you might want to take a look at Hooray Health and see if there's something that they may be able to help your customers with. Uh, additionally, through the course of today's show, where you're going to talk about disrupting an industry that's been very traditional and fairly difficult to disrupt, but what that looks like and, of course, the trends that we're seeing in healthcare in the future. So I hope you enjoy today's episode and the information that Shane brings you. Thanks so much for checking us out. As always, be sure to subscribe to the show if you have any questions. Check out uh, or you can email podcast at employerblueprint.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing day. I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. I'm excited to bring you uh, some great information from Shane Foss um, with Hooray Health and uh, hopefully debunk some of the uh, myths that are out there uh, about uh, what you can do in your business to be able to provide this this critical benefit. Um, and, uh, and even for yourself, you know, sometimes we struggle as business owners figuring out ways to, um, uh, to get, get, you know, take care of ourselves and especially from the health insurance perspective. So looking forward to talking through some of that. Shane, thank you so much for joining us. And um, as we jump in here, uh, talk us through your career. What that, what does that look like over the years and what's ultimately led to where you are now? Well, great to be here, Kyle. really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, so really, I'm a small town guy from northern Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> first one to graduate from college, spent four years in the military, uh, as a uh, scrub tech working in the hospital, assisting mm-hmm. surgeons, writing surgery. Uh, I love healthcare and um, uh, ended up marrying a doctor. My wife's an anesthesiologist. And so we, uh, you know, healthcare has always been a big part of our life. And so I worked for Johnson and Johnson selling orthopedic implants when I first started my career, then, uh, then moved to Stryker in sales management. 
that's where my career really took off. I really, uh, you know, you talk about team building. I know that you focus a lot on that in your podcast. We, uh, we used Gallup and uh, it was really a great experience for me uh, to understand the power of, of really the team picking the right people, motivating them, right? Aligning incentives. So that was a great experience for me. Um, then I went to graduate school while I was with Stryker, uh, got my MBA with Rice and um, which really kind of rounded out my, you know, my thought process, but it really gave me the entrepreneurial bug. And uh, I, uh, I left Stryker and uh, went to work with a private equity group uh, to really try to round out my leadership skills. We, I worked with a group uh, out of Chicago and uh, we, it was uh, focused on contract manufacturing and uh, then I bought my own business, uh, which was a, a Zimmer distributorship uh, here in Dallas, which brought me back to Texas and uh, did that. We turned that around and sold it. And then uh, then I luckily got into health insurance space, which was uh, you know one of my best friends was CEO of a company uh, called Employer Direct. And they uh, they were uh, really going through some uh, some changes and and needed a new COO. And so I was able to go in there and we were able to turn that around uh, in a pretty short period of time. Uh, and that was, that was my first entry into uh, health insurance though. And it was really, it was really opening for me because what we did was we, uh, we created a service where we allowed a large self-funded employers to buy surgical bundles from us. Mm -hmm. And so it was interesting because I didn't really even though I was in the healthcare industry, you know, for 20 plus years, yeah. I never really understood that there was a lack of correlation between cost and quality. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was incredible to me. So we really, uh, you know, so I really dove into that, enjoyed that. And then when we sold the company, uh, I took, uh, I stayed on for six months and then I was consulting after that. And I came up with this idea with Hooray Health. Basically, you know, my back seized up. And I went into this urgent care, which is where we really get a lot of our services as a family. And I went in and I had a $75 copay. I had a $6,000 deductible. I hadn't met my, you know, I hadn't even seen a physician that year. Yeah. And so I went in and said, Hey, I, I haven't hit my deductible yet. Can I just pay the, the fee? And they said, Oh yeah, it's $150. That should be the, that should be the global fee. So I went in and they took an x-ray of my neck. They found a little bone spur um, and they thought that was, you know, irritating my nerve roots. So they gave me two injections. They gave me a muscle relaxer and an anti-inflammatory mm -hmm. and uh, sent me on my way. Well, three weeks later, I received an $800 balance bill. So I call them up and I said, hey, what's going on? I thought we were in network. And well, the average person doesn't understand that that's that's a bill charge, which means that right. they're expecting one tenth of that. Right. Sure. Sure. Which doesn't make sense in any other world. No. <laughs> um, but uh, so I did some research. And what I found out was that 52% of Americans statistically would actually pay that bill, believe it or not, just pay it, not even wow. ask. Yeah. 8% would have done what I did, uh, mm -hmm. which is negotiate it down. And then 40% uh, would basically let it go to collections. And mm -hmm. so, which is what really drove me to start Hooray Health, which is um, really protecting that person that is, you know, 12 to 20 bucks an hour that has a family, right? You know, you look at the uninsured rates, you know, just in the state of Texas last year, they went from 17% to 22% in one year. And so the challenge is, um, there's just, you know, we're at this tipping point where 
where we can't afford health benefits. And, and even if yeah. you're making, you know, really, really good money, yeah. it just financially is difficult. So that's kind of my background and how I got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's really interesting because, um, you know, that's one of the things that we hear a lot of companies talk about is, um, not being able to afford health insurance. And, and, and even just, uh, you know, we work a lot with, um, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and, that's one of the big um, concerns that comes up is what am I going to do about health insurance or, uh, you know, our health insurance is so expensive that we, you know, I'm, I've got to go, I've got to go find the job just for, to get the insurance. And um, uh, I believe that there have been a lot of, um, I'm going to say misconceptions and not all of it's not all of it's wrong. I guess there, there are a lot of things that have really been uh, kind of proven right since what it was called the affordable care act or more commonly known as Obamacare. Um, but we've seen more options like what Hooray Health is doing uh, that have emerged in the market. And I don't think people necessarily know that things like this are even out there. So um, what are some common things that you will hear whenever you're talking to, um, to people about, you know, coming into this type of program? What are some of the common myths that you're hearing out in the market about health insurance and the lack of affordability from it? Yeah, well, first of all, I don't think it's a myth. I think it's instead of the ACA, it's the UA, you know, you right. right. Yeah. It's an unaffordable care act. That's right. You know, I think that, um, you know, for us, when we're going into a market um, and we're talking to employers, they honestly, they're exhausted. First of all, when we, we first meet with employers, um, they, there's a lot of skepticism. And then once, once we're able to walk through the plan and, they see what we're doing, then they're engaged and they, they, okay, I get it. And let's, you know, and um, it's, it's a, it's a relief for a lot of them because I think employers are getting a bad name right now because they're not able to offer health insurance. But yeah. um, when they're, when now, when they're, they find something that's a little more reasonable that they can, that they can offer, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great solution for everybody. So yeah. I think that, um, you know, the misconception is that I see out there is there's only major medical. Right. right. And, uh, and if you're an entrepreneur, more than likely you've not been exposed to fixed indemnity products and other ancillary, you know, whether you have critical illness or, right. uh, you know, even just, you know, just life insurance and accident policies are, are good, good policies to have sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and I think that's that's one of the most important messages that I hope people are able to take away um, from our conversation here today is there are other options out there, and I think that um, with the uh, enactment of the Affordable Care Act and again uh, Obamacare, um, then uh, a lot of us and I was one that was included in this, um, you know, the statement being that. Well, if you like your health insurance plan, you can keep it. Uh, I liked my health insurance plan. And uh, I got my letter saying that we're getting rid of your health insurance plan. And so I wasn't able to keep it. Um, and, you know, then all of a sudden rates are, are um, 400% higher than I was paying and all of these types of things. And so a lot of people think, well, the only option is that I can uh, jump on, you know, my, if my spouse has health insurance, I can do that. Or I can go to the exchange uh, and I've got to get health insurance through there. And then to your point, um, you know, the subsidy offered it, it, the cost 
involved in that. Even if you are at an income level that you get a subsidy, it's still too high to be able to afford. And uh, if you're at an income level that you don't get a subsidy, then you definitely can't afford it. And so um, options like Hooray Health uh, give you that opportunity to, to get into uh, something else. So, um, you know, this is not an easy industry to tap into, Shane. Um, it's a it's it's a pretty big machine that's out there. So when when you kind of came to this realization, you know, it's it's what I would call a million dollar idea, but being able to execute on that has got to be a challenge. So when you thought there's got to be a way for us to be able to help people um, get actually kind of affordable medical assistance of sorts, um, how were you able to break into the industry? Uh, and, and sort of disrupt the the norms that are out there. Yeah, yeah it's a very, uh, very difficult industry to break into. Um, it's very, <clears throat> it's, uh, you have, it, it's, it's interesting because you've got a couple sides of the, of the market. You have, you know, the, the Blue Crosses and the Aetnas and the Uniteds, which are really strong players over here incumbents. But then you've got the Gallagher's, the Aeons, the, Willis Tower Watson's there, you know, they control this part. And so, you know, we, what we did is how we broke in is we weren't, we weren't really touching either of them. Yeah. Um, we kind of leave them alone. We're, you know, we don't, we, it was kind of like uh, Herb Kelleher with Southwest airlines. When he said, we don't compete against other airlines. We compete against the bus. Well, yeah. we, we don't compete against health insurance. We compete against not having health insurance. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, and that's really what we do because it's just not a good fit for a lot of those bigger companies. Mm-hmm. So for us, we just really focus on the small guy. And, um, and that's how we've been able to win. Uh, brokers and agents, you know, we work with, you know, mid-tier brokers and agents mm-hmm. uh, distribute our product. And they're really looking for that solution. And they're looking for um, a product that actually works. And, yeah. you know, the, the challenge is if you can imagine going into, you know, your clients on a regular basis and them not being happy to see, excuse me, not being happy to see you yeah, because they, you know, you know, they're bringing bad, bad news, right? 15%, 20% increase that yeah. wears on you. So when you're able to go in there with an innovative approach that actually looks at things a lot differently, um, you know, we've, we've really had a, uh, we've had a, you know, I think last year I did over 300 uh, broker slash agent presentations. And I think I had two that said that we weren't a fit. Right. Wow. So I'll take those numbers all day long. Absolutely. You know what, the way I look at it is it's um, it's, it's really just getting out there, preaching the message, right. And just saying, Hey, look, you do what you're doing. If, if it, if they have major medical, perfect, just, but if they're not offering anything because they can't afford it, right. this is the solution. And so, um, yeah, so I think we've been really well received that way. And, yeah. uh, and I think why we've been successful is really we're not, um, we're not competing against really the big guys. We're just, yeah. you know, we're just in a, a real niche market that nobody really is competing in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the other side of this business and what you're doing is um, people, you, you've got to have um, providers that are willing to um, um, honor the, the, the service. So uh, mm-hmm. how have you been able to get into the market? And, and I know you'd mentioned, you know, most of it being kind of your urgent care type facilities. Um, how have you been able to get into that market and uh, what's your success looked like in being able to make sure that people all over the country um, are able to utilize this type of service? 
So we, um, we partnered with uh, retail clinics and urgent care. So, you know, CBS and the Walmart clinics, and we have 14 of the top uh, 20 urgent care businesses in the U S mm-hmm. and uh, what we did was we partnered with them. We went and talked to them and said, Hey, what makes sense for you? Uh, this is what makes sense for us, but does this make sense for you? And then we committed that, um, you know, we're not going to contract every single provider, you know, around them if, uh, you know, if we don't have to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the providers are really looking for different alternatives, right? And they want to make a difference. They just don't know how to do it. Yeah. And so, um, so we've, we've been, uh, we've been able to build a national network, 46 states, you know, we're just under 4,000 locations now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll be at within the next two years, we'll probably be around, you know, six to 7,000, which is, wow. you know, which is uh, significant when mm-hmm. you look at from a footprint standpoint of uh, all the people that we can affect. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's very impressive. Um, and so give me just an idea. I mean, you're just kind of a ballpark. Um, it, you know, if someone's out there right now and as an individual, let's say, uh, and they're, uninsured because they just can't afford it. Um, you know, they've looked out on the exchange and it's going to cost them, you know, $400 to have some sort of plan. Give me an idea of, uh, through a program like yours of, of what they may be able to receive, what type of options are out there for them. Yeah, sure. So as an individual, uh, you have to go to the, the, um, you have to look for products that are, uh, individual, obviously, which Mm -hmm. we have an individual product today in, uh, I think we're in 14 states today. We should mm-hmm. be over maybe mid twenties by the end of the year. Yeah. But uh, you know, our, our planet's age banded, so you know you can get it anywhere from you know as a young person for eighty dollars, and get it as you know old guy like me probably a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah. But it, what that does is that gives you uh, gives you a couple physician visits a year. It gives you um, there's three wellness uh, wellness uh, visits in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you've got um, annual five annual visits to the urgent care retail clinic. You've got unlimited telemedicine, zero dollar consult. Mm. Uh, you get some lab and radiology in there as well. But what's what's really nice is our, our plan. We just call it the basic plan, and it's it's uh, if you look at what the majority of Americans are doing every year, that's what they yeah. need. Right. And, and what's, what's amazing is the reason we set it up was we wanted to be able to keep that, that cost entry way down. Right. Um, And what we, what what we really looked at was one in five Americans are sent to collections every year for a medical bill less than $600. Wow. So that, you know, that $600, if you remember what I told you earlier, you know, that's a 10th of what they really wanted. Right. Right. So, but yet you're getting sent to collections for that full amount. So, so I think that um, for us, we're, you know, you've got the single parent, you've got the, the, the individual that, Hey, look, I just need to go get my type two diabetes a couple times a year, get my, you know, get checked up, stuff like that. You know, if I'm paying 120 bucks, 130 bucks or a hundred bucks, depending you know, on your age a month, or, I mean, that's, that's a reasonable, right. um, a reasonable price to really take a lot of the risk out mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, of your life. And, and I don't think what we found is that, um, most people are willing to pay that 99 to, you know, $120 because, you know, th- what they're looking at is $400 for a major medical with a $6,000 right. deductible. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. It can be very expensive whenever you look at those, uh, what are now, uh, kind of your, your traditional plans. Mm-hmm. Um, you, one of the things you mentioned in there was the telemedicine and, and that's a huge growing trend, uh, that we're seeing in the industry. Um, you know, along with that, uh, obviously, you know, what you're offering is sort of cutting edge in comparison to what we've seen over the last decade or so. Um, what other trends uh, do you foresee? What are the things are you forecasting over the next few years that we're going to see in this industry um, that has, you know, for for three decades, four decades, has kind of been the same uh, as we start to see more innovation happening in this industry? What are some other uh, things that you're forecasting to happen in the industry? So I think you're going to see a lot more AI technology, mm-hmm. uh, really not a self-diagnose, but a, a diagnosed tree to get you to a telemedicine. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot more telemedicine on the mental health side, mm-hmm. which I think makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, as a matter of fact, you know, the efficiency on the on the telemedicine with the mental health is really, really impressive because if you think about it, you know, I'm not looking at a person face to face, so I'm probably a m- much more apt to just kind of tell the truth right away. Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> what's going on. But um, I think that you're you're going to see a lot more coordination. Uh, you know, the um, uh, right now a lot of people don't realize this, but there's there's really no coordination in in healthcare, and so I think that as you look at the ACOs coming up more and more, you'll get a lot more coordination of care, which is great. But, um, you know, it, what blows me away is we have a mobile app uh, that centralizes all of our services and nobody else does, right? I just, our, this industry is really, uh, is really behind. <laughs> you know, when you look at, you know, every day I order a Starbucks coffee and pay for it with my phone, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, so I think you're going to see a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more uh, payer technology as well, hopefully seen with uh uh, you know, with a, that coordination of care and, you know, hopefully which will work towards eliminating some of these balance bills. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really good. I mean, as we know, generally speaking, the more we can implement technology into most industries, the lower we can drive those costs because the overhead significantly decreases. You can, you can do, um, you know, with one app or one piece of technology, you can do what it might take 10 or 20 people on payroll to be able to accomplish. And so, um, you're right. I mean, this is an industry that's not traditionally been, uh, it's been very behind the trend curve uh, in implementing technology. And so as we start to see more of that happen in this space, um, should be really good for the consumer as a positive thing. And of course, as you say, you know, we're ordering our coffee. I mean, we're, we're checking our kids' grades. We're, um, we're conducting business and we're uh, playing um, Candy Crush. You know, we're doing everything on that device. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, if, if this is one space that we can also include in that, uh, then we as a society have grown very accustomed to using this type of technology for every other aspect of our life. Uh, what not a simple way to be able to bring costs down and actually maybe able to kind of track better what's actually happening with, uh, with my healthcare costs, but with my actual personal healthcare as well. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I think that, um, as as uh, the millennials continue to get older, mm-hmm. you know they were really the first generation w- born with the you know the technology in their hand. Right. Um, I think you'll see telemedicine utilization, mm-hmm. and other you know there's um, there's other services. You know there's telephysical therapy coming out. There's all these different yeah uh, remote where you can 
where it's great from a scalability standpoint, which to your point really will drive down the cost. If I'm a physical right. therapist and I'm able to have a group, a group session with, yeah. you know, 5,000 people on, right. on, and, you know, and I'm just looking at you one-on-one, you yeah. know, it's, that's great. So now instead of each person paying a hundred dollars, maybe it's, you know, $10 or $5, right. right? Right. Well, and the other nice thing about it and what I really, um, you know, the other thing I really like about implementing this type of technology uh, into the industry is that it, it, it really prompts us to just, um, one of the excuses that we often use is, well, I can't get to the doctor because I'm too busy. You know, I've got this going on. And then after work, I've got to try to get the kids picked up and I've got to get this person here and that person there. And then we've got this event going on and we've got these things. And um, as, as we really further incorporate these types of technologies, now it, it kind of wipes that excuse, which hopefully allows us to take better care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because instead of going for three days, knowing we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker until we get to the point that our body just crashes. Well, now, uh, you know, whenever this happens, you're like, you know what, I'm going to, I need to take a 15 minute break. I need to, you know, jump on my app. I'm going to get in touch with somebody, figure out what's going on, see if we can get a resolution and figure out how to move forward. Yeah. And so it, it really, um, it, it removes that excuse that we often have. And I'm not even going to say an excuse because in reality, I mean, I, I've had that same situation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more frustrating than me sitting in a doctor's office for an hour and a half over something that I could have told them I have a sinus infection. I, I get them every year at this time. I know exactly what it is. I have a sinus infection. Um, but I've got to sit in the office for an hour and a half and go through the whole, uh, the whole deal. And so being able to better utilize that technology to get to the resolution that I need hopefully gives us an opportunity to take better care of ourselves and use our time more productively as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that's why we contracted with retail clinics and urgent cares because average at national time from check-in to check-out in an urgent care nationally is 60 minutes. Mm. I mean, that's beautiful, right? Yeah. And the other thing is, oh, they're open till 8 p.m. All right. That's right. Oh, they're open on Saturday and Sunday. Imagine that, right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that um, that's really the future of medicine is yeah. retail clinics and urgent cares is kind of on demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at millennials, 64% of them prefer to go to a retail clinic or urgent care mm-hmm. than their primary care doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to your point, you know, I, um, I had something come up just a week ago. I, I just wasn't feeling well. And it finally kind of hit that point that I said, I've got to do something. It's 530 at night. Um, and, you know, if, if I call my doctor, I, they can see me in three days. Um, I don't need to see somebody in three days. I've already put it off long enough. I need to see somebody right now. Um, and so, you know, because I thought I could take care of it myself and, you know, all the normal things. Um, and, and you're exactly right. You know, 530 at night, I finally get to the point. I say, I've got to do something. We've got to nip this. And so, um, you know, by, uh, you know, heck, by 730, I had already been in, gotten diagnosed, got everything taken care of and picked up medicine from the pharmacy. Um, and uh, that's not something my doctor wouldn't have even been open at that point. And so having the ability to do those types of things and even more so with the telemedicine trend, um, really gives some some great opportunities. And I'm glad to see this as an industry that's incorporating more technology. And I think companies like yours are helping uh, really push that trend forward um, because the more the the traditional industry sees that people prefer that method, the more they're going to, you know, again, kind of fall on the back end of that trend to say, yeah, maybe we need to further incorporate this into what we're doing. Make it simpler, more, more uh, accessible for patients. 
Wow, you just you just said two of our top three. We our focus and our differentiators are accessibility, simplicity, and affordability. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and um, those are excellent things because those are those are things we don't typically think of in this industry. And so I, I'm glad that that's what you all are working on. Um, I want to back up to something, Shane, and talk uh, you know a little bit from the career perspective. Uh, a comment that you made several minutes ago here that I really liked, and I want to dive into. You mentioned that you studied entrepreneurship to work on your leadership skills. Um, this is something that we find. In fact, I just had a conversation with a group this morning, and we were talking about how um, people don't work on the leadership skills quite enough in our world today. And so we get into these leadership roles, but we really don't have the skills needed to effectively lead the people around us. Um, what was it several years ago that kind of led that mindset to say, I need, I'm going to study entrepreneurship to work on my leadership skills, as opposed to saying, I need to know more about an industry. I need to go to more industry conferences. I need to know everything there is about an industry, but to take that, that kind of sidestep to say, I need to, I need to develop these leadership skills to be able to lead effectively and grow the, the type of organization that I want. Well, uh, I'm a learner and I love, um, you know, I'm very self-critical and I like, uh, you know, I, I learned at a really young age that, um, your ability to influence people on, in a positive way, uh, really, really, you're able to project whether it's a business or relationships, you know, whatever, so much further. And so when I was with Stryker, you know, we, uh, we focused on Gallup and, you know, we all knew our strength finders. We had, you know, we had our Q12 at the end of the year and, you know, I was a hundred percent bought into that. And so when I had the opportunity to go to graduate school, you know, it was really about, um, okay, how do I, how do I put what I've learned here to use? How do I learn, you know, how do I work on, you know, structuring a company? And, and we had a organizational development class mm -hmm. and uh, the three legs of the stool. And mm -hmm. so, you know, really, really focusing on how do I, um, how do I bring people in? How do I engage them? How do they, you know, how do you set, um, uh, you know, set your, your parameters or really set expectations for them and, uh, and then continually develop, right. Create that. I, I what I call in, if you listen to my office, we have a saying all in all the time and, you know, we're the experts. And so we train every morning from 8am to 9am. The whole team is in our conference room and we're training and yeah. it's, um, you know, we need to be the experts, but what that does is that brings everybody together, everybody together, and really puts you on kind of on the same level. Yeah. And so um, I think that when I was in graduate school, I was the way I looked at it was I was learning from a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. What's funny is um, some people shut out the bad people and, you know, the good leaders and or shut out the bad leaders and, you know, only listen to the good leaders. But I listened to the bad leaders. I remember we had this, we had this uh, engineer that literally was, he was the worst leader I've ever you know, heard <laughs> in my life. And it was so funny because I just, I would take notes and everybody was looking at me like, what on earth? Yeah. Are you Why are you listening? And, and I'm telling myself, do not do this. Yeah. This makes you feel this way. Right. But, yeah. but it yeah. was, it was so funny because, um, you know, I think young, young leaders, you make a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. where instead of just being humble and admitting, you don't know everything. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, you know, you have this, Hey man, I'm, I'm the manager or I'm the, um, I'm the, the president or whatever, I have to know everything. So you have to put this bravado on 
And so, uh, anyway, I, I just, I, I learned a lot from, you know, we had 90, I think 96, uh, people in our class mm-hmm. and, uh, we had some really good, good leaders mm-hmm. and um, I learned a lot. It was a, it was a really good experience. Yeah, I think that's really great, and I, I'm 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 glad that you did that. I want other people to to take note of that of how important it is um, when we are developing, uh, you know, whether we're developing a business of our own or whether you know we are just working within an organization. The development of those leadership skills is critical, and you are exactly right. I I say I often tell people the reason, um, you know, I I offer uh, leadership. Uh, development training and um, and coaching. And uh, the reason I believe my mind works the way it does is because I can remember at 14 years old, my very first job, I wanted to understand why do we like working for this person, but we don't like working for that person. And it's just as important to understand the ones we didn't like, because we were able to kind of analyze those things to say, well, it's, it's, you know, they asked the same question, but it's the way that they asked it, or the goal was the same, but the way that they went about this goal, the way that they went about reaching it. Um, we can learn a lot from those people uh, that, you know, the way that they're handling this situation, how would this person handle that situation that we would actually buy in and believe in it? Um, and so there's a lot to be said for that. So I think it's great that, uh, that you recognize the need to really develop those skills and the impact that that can have as you continue to um, uh, grow, you know, the companies that you've been a part of and, and, um, and lead the people around you because uh, that, you know, one of the epidemics I think that we're seeing in our world today is just this, this terrible lack of satisfaction in the workplace and it stems directly from leadership. And so when our leaders are more equipped and more qualified to actually lead us, we're more satisfied in our job. We're satisfied in our job. We're happier in life and with our, you know, in our personal lives. And it's such an amazing ripple effect. So I commend you on, um, on doing that years ago. And I'm, I'm sure thousands of people have been positively impacted by that decision. So I thank you for, uh, for leading the trend in that as well. Um, Shane, before we get out of here, tell us how can we learn more about Hooray Health? How can we learn more about you and, and some of the things that you all are doing out there in the market today? So you can, you can uh, follow us, uh, follow us at uh, hashtag Hooray Health on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You can go to uh, www.hoorayhealthcare.com. Uh, and you, you can call us, uh, 1-866-7-HOORAY and we'll, uh, we'll set a, set up, uh, whether it's a meeting or, uh, you know, if you're an agent or a broker, we can, uh, we can get you appointed, trained and selling the product. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Good. Good. Well, thank you so much, Shane. I appreciate it. Thank you for what you're doing in the industry and uh, the positive impact you're having on people to provide them an affordable option uh, in what has become a, a fairly unaffordable industry. So thank you so much. We really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your insights. Thanks, Kyle. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. 